All right, let's get into this. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Frisco Report. We've been off for, for a couple of uh, weeks here. You know, obviously, I, I had my my issue there to have with my son, and uh, news was a little slow. But now, Mike, we're deep into OTAs and minicamp. Time to do a show and catch up, and let's talk about the latest news here. Mike, but what, what's going on, brother? How you been? Bro, it's been good. I'm refreshed. I'm rejuvenized. We did a little collab there, uh, a little crowning Cowboys Super Bowl and NFC champs early video. If you haven't seen that, definitely go check that video out. I'll, I'll find it and drop the link in the in, in the comment section. Heck of a video, but we've been away, guys. You know why we've been away, Joe? You know why we've been away? We've been away because it's that time of year man you know we'll, we'll be able to get through june june and july is usually what we call the dead zone so guys moving forward through june and through july we'll probably do the show every other week instead of weekly um and you know we'll, we'll do uh we'll do camp preview videos position battles this types of things but uh you know we definitely won't have any fluff videos we won't you know blow unicorns up anybody's butts or anything like that we keep it real here mike what is your opening statement as we get into the mini camp discussion here yeah definitely i'm not gonna break down 30 second clips guys and try to break this down as if somebody is doing something special because all we have is 30 second clips and it's just like a little somebody running tank lawrence not in their head dak prescott Throwing the ball. You don't even know who he's throwing the ball to because all it shows him is throwing a football, right? So it's hard to go off of video clips, right? But what we can go off of, Joe, is people that are there sharing their experience of what they're seeing, right? We got tweets. We got Brian brought up to the G-Bag Nation over there, uh, and we can go off those clips. That's my opening statement, Joe. This is exciting. This is opinion opinionated season. This is the I think season, as Cowboy Fan 1980 would say it. The I think season. This is speculation season, Joe. And this is all the marbles up until that first preseason game at the Hall of Fame game against the nasty, dirty Steelers. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot, a lot to cover for sure. Shout out to everybody in the chat box. Appreciate you guys for coming through, catching up here with you guys on the latest and greatest for the Cowboys. Mike, we're going to open it up with the latest news of the day. I'm going to go ahead and share this out here with everybody here so we can take a look at this together. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. All right. This is the latest news here. Ian Rappaport is reporting that Amari Cooper may not be ready for training camp as he rests with hopes that an irritation in his ankle will calm down. All right. So Ian Rappaport reporting that Amari Cooper, Mike, might miss training camp Man might not be ready. So what is your thoughts here on this opening news nugget of the day here? Not, 
not really surprised, Joe. Let's be honest. It's Amari Cooper, and it's a foot issue. This this has been plaguing Amari Cooper since his collegiate days, since his Raider days, now his Cowboy days, Joe. Um, I really believe he's going to be at training camp. He's going to be practicing. He's going to have those shells on. This is just one of those things where the media tries to blow something up. Um, it, it, it's just that, that ankle injury. I, I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I, I can say the word in my head, but I can't say it out loud. If that makes any sense to anybody. But uh, it's just Amari Cooper being Amari Cooper. Yeah, that, no, you hit it right on the head there, Mike. This is Amari Cooper. This is kind of like his deal, right? <laughs> Not that he does it on purpose, but he does have lower extremity type issues, mainly the ankle, the foot. So I'm not worried about it. Will he miss camp? I don't. I mean, if he does, I don't think he'll miss the entire camp. He'll get a look, but you know, they will be. Um, you know, the Cowboys will be very deliberate with bringing him along. Uh, you definitely don't want to re-irritate it in camp and then, you know, have him miss the opening of the, of the season. So a little bit of news there. You know, not not uh, not worried about it quite yet, but it is on the radar. A, a lot of the stuff that we'll be talking about today is, you know, uh, you know, yet. <laughs> so we'll, let's get into the rest of the news of the day here, Mike. We've yeah, got, sure. we've got more here coming. Um as far as like anything that you've heard that has really stood out, you know, over these last OTAs and now the mandatory minicamp, is there anything that uh, that you really like what you're hearing? Anything that you don't like what you're hearing? Any anything like that, Mike? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the figure Brian Broaddus got it, and I and trust me, guy, he's a former scout. He has plugs to this league. Uh, probably more than Ian Rappaport does, all right? Brian Broad is a former Super Bowl-winning scout, was talking about Donovan Wilson not really being consistently in the building, Joe, uh, a, stra- a starting, a potential starting free safety. And then we, we got Jerron Curse back there taking those reps. That scares me. That, I don't know uh, anything about Curse. I pull up Curse, there's nothing that wows me. I know what I have in Donovan Wilson, and I need Donovan Wilson to step up and Brian Broaddus put it, he's trying to fit his gold jacket already. I need I need him locked in, okay? This kind of reminds me that the path Xavier Woods took in a, in a contract here, right? I need Donovan Wilson locked in. I need him playing for something and not being overzealous, not being overconfident. Stay locked in, Donovan Wilson. Do not do anything dumb. I trust you. I don't want curse there. Yeah, no, that's definitely one one that uh, you know that, that, that I've I've uh, talked about as well. You know, it's definitely not something to uh, you know to shrug off, but it's not. It's also something that shouldn't you know alarm anybody yet. <laughs> okay, yeah. this is another one of these yet topics, right? So we we know what Donovan Wilson does on the field. He's a playmaker, so it's hard to keep him off the field now. What, what you don't like to hear is the participation, you know what I'm saying, like that early on. But as far as, like, where he's at now, early on maybe not so much. But, you know, I think once they got into OTAs, mandatory, he's there and this sorts of thing. So it's not like he's completely checked out, you know what I mean? So it is something to monitor, and we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, that was one of the things I don't like. One of the things I do like, Mike McCarthy said it on yesterday's press conference, is Ezekiel Elliott. 
um, looking leaner, looking more uh, elusive, um, you know, being in the first in the meeting, asking tons of questions about the offense, being in the quarterback room in their meetings. I really think Zeke, I, the problem with Zeke, you look at last year, week one against the Rams, he looked very good. Then he got, he fell off the thing, had nine fumbles in six games, then had one or eight fumbles in six games or whatever it was, then had one. A lot of fumbles that cleaned it up, right? I need Zeke to stay consistent. I like the path that he's on. The workout videos, that don't matter to me, okay? That, that's just food. It's, I'm just eating it up, right? It, it's just gone, okay? Um, but I do like that he's being that veteran back. He's teaching the younger guys. He's being a student of the game, learning things with the coaches, things of that sort. I do like what he, how Ezekiel Elliott is approaching this offseason. Indeed. Indeed. It's, it's always good to see that. Now it's just about wrapping everything together and uh, bringing into a successful 2021 campaign. Guys, let us know what have you liked coming out of training camp. I mean, OTAs and uh, mandatory minicamp. What have you not liked? Let us know in the comments. Let's continue on with some more news of the day. This one is Kelvin Joseph news, Mike. And this comes from Clarence Hill. <clears throat> Kelvin Joseph didn't have a great day. One highlights of practice was CeeDee Lamb catching a touchdown from Dak Prescott after dropping Joseph on a cut. Okay, so, you know, this this is a uh, glorified practice, I guess you could say. So, uh, but it is, for me, I'm glad to see Joseph out there. You know what I mean? Because th this is another player that, that brought us kind of touched on, you know, for rookie minicamp saying that, you know, Joseph looked kind of out of shape. And this sorts of things, and uh, and then obviously he was out with. I think everybody is assuming he had COVID, right? So he finished the the quarantine or, or whatever the hell he <laughs> whatever it was, but he's back on the field, Mike. Yeah, for sure. And guys, let me tell y'all something here. They have no. They don't even have shoulder pads on. They just have a helmet, shirt, and shorts. Okay, you can't tell me somebody looks like crap or somebody's lighting it up. Because you can't even tackle. You can fall and get tangled up. But that's the only contact you're going to get, right? So, Dak, let's go back to Dak Prescott's rookie year, okay? And, yes, I, it's apples and oranges, Dak Prescott, Kelvin Joseph. I get it. But let's just talk about this for a second. Dak Prescott was a four-string quarterback, third-string quarterback, whatever, for a reason. He didn't look very good in just shorts and shirts. He put on pads. The lights weren't too big, and he made a name. Kelvin Joseph? Just because he's in shirts and the shorts don't mean he's trash or he's slopping or he's going to be a bust. Guys, he's only had like literally 25 days in front of coaches at an NFL level, okay? Let's calm it down. Let's take a deep breath. Let's see what he does in actual training camp with pads on, with actual physicality, okay? And let's see how he works from there. You turn on the tape, and what's the first thing that sticks out with Kelvin Joseph? Physicality. You can't be physical in shorts and shirts and just a helmet. You can't do it. Absolutely, Mike. You hit it. You hit it right on the head. And I think that's a that's all part of uh, of the OTAs and minicamps, right? It, it's real knee jerk reactions to literally every single thing that's out there. You know what I mean? Um, you know when we talk about oh so and so is not here, so and so. So um, yeah, I totally agree. You know so. 
it's going to be interesting to see how he looks. You know, a, a lot of the projections, you know, I, I know you and I have, have talked about this as well, but it's in a lot of the pundits are, are saying the same thing. You know, you're looking at Diggs as being your starter, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. So that's three there. Have these guys done enough to, uh, to beat any of them right now? You know what I mean? I, if you were to start a game right now, you're not starting Joseph. You're not starting uh, Nashawn Wright. You know what I mean? So the training camp and the preseason especially is going to be huge for these young dogs. So uh, I'm ready for it. And I think that's when the true colors are really going to pop on some of these guys, Mike. Yeah, for sure. I, I look at it like shooting practice with these rookies, man. And the Dak Prescott's the prime example of the shooting practice. You're in front of coaches. You're soaking in knowledge in front of the instructor. You're soaking in knowledge. Then you get to go practice with some fake rounds, okay, a.k.a. OTA's minicamp. Then you get some live ammunition, and you have some silhouettes that are three feet in front of you. Then you start moving that silhouette back, i.e. training camp. Then you start practicing to be a better shooter in a long-distance range. That's what football is about, learning, 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 practicing, practice, practicing. Okay, That's why this sport has a training camp. That's why this sport – has OTAs and mini camps and all this learning. It's all mental. It's all learning. This reps, mental reps, mental reps, mental reps. So let's let's give these rookies a break here. Yeah, mental reps, and then and then they got to get it on, on the field there, and, and do that sort of thing. But every rep does count. You know what I mean? It's it's in a, to me, you know, it doesn't matter if if the reps are going against second and third team. They're still rep. You know what I mean? It, now, if you're not making plays with second and third rep guys, then yeah, there's a problem. So you know, oh, well, here's a comment here. Wright is playing against backup QBs. I'm not really high. Well, it's, I mean, if he wasn't making plays at all, I, I would be concerned. You you, you want to see the positive plays? You know what I mean? So I'm all about it. Now I'm I'm not overhyping anybody. I don't think Mike is either. You know, you no. and I are, are really big on on being like not sugarcoating and blowing unicorns up people's butt. But you do like to see the positive reps. You do like to see them making plays with whoever it is out there. You know what I mean? It's it, it's yeah. good for the player. It's good for their confidence. So I do like to see that. I do like to see that. When when Tyron Smith made the top top ten of the top top one hundred players, one I can't remember who said it, but they said. He had he has the technique down to be physical to be great. Now he's just learning off that technique. Right now in shirts and shorts, it's getting down technique, getting down technique. So you want to see bad balls batted. You want to see some interceptions off tip drills, things of that sort, because that's the technique you got to practice, and that's what they're doing right now before training camp. Exactly, Mike. It's exactly what they're doing. They're they're doing the installation right now this week. So you're going to see mistakes. You're going to see plays being made out there, blown coverages, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it's not not a lot that you want to, you know, go overboard with. Let's continue on here, Mike. This is this is pretty badass here. Our first round pick, Michael Parsons, has officially signed with the Cowboys. Four year deal. Seventeen million, all guaranteed, Joe. Seventeen million dollars, all guaranteed. That's our boy right there. That's him, bro. I mean, the the video that Amari Cooper did with this dude with the chess game, bro. I was just flabbergasted. Michael Parsons. <laughs> oh my god! If you haven't watched that video, 
definitely check it out. Uh, it's on a, uh, Cooper's Instagram, but it was shared on Twitter. Um, but oh my goodness, dude, it was hilarious. But big shout out to Micah here for getting that. Yes, 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 indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I just love that, man. I, I, every time I hear him talk, you know, in the press conferences, and, and you see him making the plays, right? And, and yeah, these are in in shells and this sorts of thing. But like like we said, positive reps, you keep stacking that, take that momentum in a training camp, you're rocking and rolling. You know what I mean? And I want that for all of our players. Like, uh all of our young guys, Reggie Robinson, he's been making some plays out there. You know, um, and a, a lot of these cornerbacks, Sean Wright. So it's good stuff, bro. It's, it's very, very good stuff indeed. Let's get into the next news topic of the day. Let's see what else we got here, guys. Okay, here we go. This one is going to be Todd Beatish news. Okay. Yes. This comes from Brianna Dix, the beautiful, gorgeous Brianna Dix. Center Tyler Biatish wrote in his exit interviews last season that the area he wanted to improve the most was being of the same mind with Dak Prescott. It has evolved, and Biatish claims we're on the same page. Now he's striving to be the best version of himself in 2021, Mike. So you like to hear this? You know, you talk about the center position being the, the spearhead, of the you know the general, I guess you could say, of the, the offensive line. And uh, what do you think about this this quote here out of Beatish? It's great. It, it's great because it takes you from a up and down year two with injuries. Uh, Joe Looney, a seasoned vet, going in there, and then it fast forward a year later, and um, he's thinking like a center. He wants to be a center. He's acting like a center. He's playing like a center. It's it's watching a baby go from not being able to hold their head to hold their head to crawling to walk. All right, Tyler, the new TD, all right, is is doing that, right? And it's great to see. It's great strides in his career. Now he has to put that and translate that to the field. I love it. And I think he's going to translate it. I know the, the, only thing, uh, the only thing that does concern me about the center position is his, his injury history. He kind of dinged up in college, and then last year, you know, he tweaked the hamstring. But uh, I see him working out with Duke Mayweather and, and these guys, you know, at the uh, old lineman uh, academy. And so you'd like to see him trying to improve his game in the offseason, getting more strength and that sort of thing. I mean, he looks physically different this year already. I mean, he already looks like he's feeling into that NFL body. And, and you do like to see that as well. So I'm pumped for year two, Tyler Beatish, Mike. Question is... Who will back him up? How comfortable do you feel behind Beatish? That's a great question. That's a great question because we could throw Connor Connor McGovern in there. Uh, we could throw um, Connor Williams in there, but there's not really a true. And then the uh, the seventh round pick uh, that we drew, Fioko Fioki, what was his name? The the offensive the last offensive lineman we took. What's his name? Oh yeah, Farniak. Yeah, Farniak. I was way. I was thinking the wide receiver. My bad. Um, Farniak. So, you know, can he do it? We're still talking about a seventh round draft pick. Not underestimating a seventh round draft pick, but there's no real insurance there, right? Then you have to start start shuffling things around, which I don't want. That um, can they bring Joe Looney back late? They've done it in the past. 
Yeah. He, he's been signed in late June, early July before training camp. Is that something we're going to see again? It could be, Joe. It could be. Uh, I honestly wouldn't mind that. You know what I mean? Um, of, of the names that you named off there, I would probably prefer, you know, um, Looney because he just has more reps there in the NFL at, at the center position. You know, give, give you that that flex. But then also you do want to you want to see what you can get out of McGovern. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we don't have to see anybody. Hopefully Bianish uh, stays healthy so. and yeah. we don't have to worry about that scenario. So What's good going? good indeed. Good to something to monitor uh, as we head towards training camp. But you do like to see, you know, the um, the confidence level from these year two players. Let's see what else we got here, guys. We got some. We got a report here from David Moore. Let's get into this one here. This is pretty good. David Moore, a few impressions from Cowboys practice today. Michael Gallup beats Trevon Diggs deep. Okay, we've kind of talked about him in a couple of weeks. That Prescott throws a beautiful deep ball to Noah Brown behind Diggs. Prescott finds Gallup in a tight window in the back of the end zone for TD. Scrambles to find CD Lamb a few plays later. So today it looked like it was the offensive day. I know yesterday the defense kind of had the offense's number today seems a little bit like the tables were turned and you're kind of seeing that with some of these reports that we'll continue to, to drill through here, Mike, but uh, what's your thoughts on this here? Gallup beating digs. No, uh, Dak Prescott throwing the deep ball. I love all of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. All sports culture put out a top 20 wide receiver duo in the NFL and they have Amari Cooper and CD lamb. At uh, number five, and and I'm and I'm like, why are people forgetting Michael Gallup? People forgot Michael Gallup in the draft. Cowboys got him in the third round. Easily should have been a second round talent, maybe a late first talent, right? Yeah. Uh, now when we the Cowboys drafted, see even before Cowboys drafted C. Lamb, no one was talking about Michael Gallup, right? Now they draft C. D. Lamb. Now they're all all they're talking about is Amari Cooper and C. D. Lamb. They're forgetting. Number 13, Michael Gallup, who Coach McCarthy said last year is a number one wide receiver talent. And this guy's going to get a payday, and he won't be forgotten here very, very soon. I love this for Michael Gallup. Love it. Tremendous. The guy is talented. The guy is very talented. He, he's consistent. Very consistent. He's probably – if we if Dak can hit him on the deep ball more consistently, this guy's going to flourish, flourish, flourish. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I, I think, you know, like the same with CeeDee Lamb, if, if um, Prescott wouldn't have gotten injured, I think we would have seen the three 1,000-yard receivers. You know, they talked about that leading up to the season last year. They were pretty close. You know, CeeDee Lamb almost had 1,000, and uh, I think uh, Gallup had like 800 and something, right? So got pretty close with uh, a poor <laughs> offensive line and, core and suspect quarterback play. So, uh yeah, man, I, I do like to see that. I mean, you're right. You know, Michael Gallup. I, I think a lot of people do sleep on him. They do forget about him. You know, some of the pundits, obviously, PFF and these guys. It's it's all about, you know, Cooper and Lamb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I understand that, but Gallup, uh, he's a really good player, man. He's a solid player, and I think you know he's gonna he's gonna earn himself a really good payday. I, I think some people might be surprised at at what that number is gonna be at the end of the day. So uh, I think what the Cowboys are going to have to come to the, you know, their decision is going to be 
factored in as far as like, you know, do you want to hang on to to Cooper and let Gallup walk, or do you want to, you know, franchise tag, you know, Gallup and then let Coop walk next season? So there's a lot of uh, financials involved, a lot of uh, scenarios to be had. You know, I think it's gonna be another very interesting off season for the Cowboys, but that is way, way ahead. But it is something to keep in mind. Um, it's always fun times here in Cowboys land when it comes to uh, contracts and free agency. So something to keep an eye on further down the road, obviously. Mike, we got we got some great notes here from Kyle Yeomans, a guest of the channel. I love Kyle. He 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 brings great information he picks up on a lot of things that uh, some of the other um writers don't write about you know and, and i do like i do appreciate kyle's notes here uh from minicamp aaron parker and tony pollard each had good days Diggs had a learning day wide receivers got the best of him so you know that kind of goes in hand with with the last report we just read right so that's fine curse javon curse Right, with a nice pick six, keeping a good week going. So you know, we talk about uh, Jerron Curse really playing, getting a lot of those reps in place of Donovan Wilson. You know, they're using him in the box. He's making plays and this sorts of things. So Curse is not somebody to sleep on. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does have a, a travel. You know, he's traveled around here and there. But like I said, George Edwards rubber stamped that approval to bring him here. You know, they didn't just pull him out the hat and say, hey, let's bring in this guy here. He's 6'4", whatever the hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? George Edwards coming from that Viking staff had a big influence on bringing him here. And, you know, I think you're they're using him the right way. You know, he's got the size, the length, and the, that's been the whole conversation. Mike has been getting faster and getting length and size, right? So that that's an interesting note there, Mike. And, uh Mukwamu with a bat down off the edge on the blitz and CD Lamb showing out again, Mike. So what's your thoughts here on these notes here? Yeah, great, great job by Kyle Yeomans right here. Right off the bat. Aaron Parker, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, man, let's talk. I, I really think and, and how many times we gotta hear it? We're gonna use Tony Pollard more. Kellen Moore should be fired. By week five, if Tony Pollard don't have a 100-yard game, whether that's rushing or receiving, Joe, by week five, we're giving him five weeks to include Tony Pollard. And if Tony Pollard don't have one game with 100 yards, rushing, receiving, or a mixture of both, Kellen Moore should be fired. The guy don't know what he's doing. you got to use Kellen Moore. I mean, you you got to use Tony Pollard, Kellen Moore. you got to use him. Um, Degg's learning day, that's great. You know, second year moving in, Dan Quinn, hands-on type of coach. Uh, probably the biggest transition that Dallas made, the Dallas Cowboys made this offseason for Dan Quinn. You know, let let I want Diggs to fail right now. I want I want every player to fail right now. Why, Joe? So they can learn. Right now, this is walkthrough. This is technique. This is learning your technique. This is learning from your mistakes right here, right now, before your mistakes get you hurt in training camp. This is what I want. I want Dix to have a bad day right now. I do. That way he learns. Um, curse, nice pick six. I want to know who threw the ball. <laughs> I want to know who threw the ball. But he's learning that technique. We, we, 
the ball, the ball, the ball. That should be preached on defense. Shout out to Dan Quinn, his players flying in, getting the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball. And then uh, Makuu talking about on the best corner in the draft, they got him playing safety. <laughs> Don't ask me how that happened, right? Uh, I'm doing the best corner in the draft, coach, telling Jerry Jones that he's playing safety. But um, bat off the edge on a blitz, that's great. Getting mixed around, finding positions for players is great. You got to play to your player's strengths, and that's what they're trying to do right now. Yeah. No, it is. It, it, it is good news. You know, th- these are all good talking points. Uh, indeed, you know, we're talking about Aaron Parker. Aaron Parker, I loved him last year. I'm glad the Cowboys were able to stash him away. That's kind of my – Aaron Parker is my um, – what do you call it? My uh, pet cat, right? He was my pet cat. You know, he was the the East-West Shrine Game MVP back uh, when we got him undrafted. Able to stash him around. So we'll see what happens there. You know, do the Cowboys carry five receivers? Do they go six? So we'll see what they do there. Uh, they may need to go a little bit deeper there if, if you know, uh, if we're still having some issues there with uh, with Coop's ankle. So we'll keep an eye on that there. But I think the competition there in the wide receiver room is going to be is going to be fierce. Is going to be fierce. I think they're going to churn that a little bit, whether it's uh, Cedric or Noah Brown. I think there's going to be some churning there. And then you did draft Simi Fajoko, who brings you some speed for a very uh, sizable player. So there's good potential there with him as well. But uh, great news there. Indeed, I do like that indeed. Now, as far as Tony Pollard, you know, it seems like every year we want him to get more snaps. We, we want uh, more to get more creative. Again, It's just going to be very hard for him to get these snaps at the end of the day. I think it's uh, – He's going to get caught up in the wash. You know what I mean? They they were kind of using him as a slot receiver when last week when some of the players were dinged up, they were using him in a, a slot position. You know that that could be a low key thing to keep an eye on. You know, if if you do have Gallup leave in free agency, you slide in CD Lamb to be the other guy opposite of uh, Coop. Maybe you saw enough out of Pollard in the slot you feel good about just converting him. And we know Mike McCarthy has something with converting wide receiver to running back, running back to wide receiver. He's done that before. So Ty Montgomery. Exactly. Turns Eddie Lacy into a cheeseburger. Yeah, a double cheeseburger at that, right? (laughs) Shout out to 1980. He's in the house. Shout out to 1980, bro. He's in the house. He's in the house. What's up, everybody? Make sure you hit up my boy, Dance Cowboys fan, 1980. One of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. So. Ever meet. Yes, sir. Able to ever meet him in real life. It, it, it's, a, it's a treat. Very humble guy. I, I love that guy. He's His heart guy. is the size of Texas. It is. Let's see what we got here. Michael Gelkin comes in the clutch here with some really good news and nuggets. Let's let's get through these ones here. I like Mike. Gelkin. I like Gelkin. Yeah, let's get through this. This is a good one. Michael Gelkin. Cowboys have 14 wide receivers. <laughs> That's a lot, right? On the 90-man roster. Only eight practices a day, again, without Cooper, who missed a bulk, if not in the entirety of practices this spring. Also sideline, Cedric Wilson, TJ Vasher, Stephen Guidry, Malik Turner, and Simi Fajoko. So, yeah, they're, they continue to be dinged up there at the wide receiver position. It wouldn't be fair to characterize – Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins' side field work this spring as rehab. 
more of a functional strength and conditioning program. Today included stance off while tethered to sled. Each looks ready for training camp. Look at that. The behemoths. <laughs> they are behemoths. And we need these guys. We need Tyron. We need Zach. We need Lyle. We, we cannot have. <laughs> I do not want to see. Doo-doo pants. Yeah, I do not <laughs> I do not want to see Terrence still out there ever again. So that's good to see. That's good to see. More from Michael Gelkin. A casual observer might assume Tony Pollard a slot receiver based on how he moves in and out of breaks. Best separation from anyone during seven-on-seven seven period came from Cowboys running back over the middle versus Deontay Burton. So, yeah, we just talked about that. That's awesome. So you might assume that. Maybe they're, you know, like I said, they're getting looks at him they're doing some of that slot action. So um, you'd like to see that. you like to see he did that in Memphis. And uh, I think Mike McCarthy definitely has a good eye for that. You know, and I, he's a, I've always called him a quarterback and a wide receiver whisperer because he always gets these guys going, man. He gets them going. So working in concert with Ben McAdoo, who, you know, they recently added as a consultant. Uh, working with Kellen Moore and these guys, I think it's it's only going to help the team flourish on offense, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like a bit. <laughs> I used to call him Ben McAdoo because uh, he, he was a Giants head coach and we beat the snot out of him every year. But um, as a consultant, uh, studying tape so we can get an extra hand, an extra leap on things, uh, better preparation, better preparedness. Um, I, I like it. So if we don't win a lot of the games, I'm blaming Ben Nakapupu because he's supposed to be putting a lot of his game plans together. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one there. Here's some more here from Michael Gelkin. Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott displayed explosive lateral quickness on one run, sharp spin move on another. After each, Elliott nodded his head when running into the end zone. Elliott having a great spring, and he knows it. Very yeah. good news there. Yeah, we, we we talked about it, right? And I, one of the things I liked was Ezekiel Elliott, but he looked like this week one against the Rams last year, and then fell off the map. You know what I'm saying? He needs to get some preseason snaps. None of this Huckleberry, I'm going to hold you like a teddy bear at night kind of crap they've been giving him. He needs to get some reps, get his feet underneath them, get some contact, and uh, and go play, go play, and and be consistent. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is there. And I do, I do expect a good season from Zeke this year. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it actually. Okay, here oh, we go. Let's hear from Michael Gelkin. A little different about OTA versus minicamp practice, but Cowboys introduced artificial crowd noise during 11 on 11, led to some sloppiness pre-snap, pre-snap flags on both sides of the ball, more of a walkthrough pace in certain periods, including a long non-helmet install for the defense. So that's interesting there. And that's okay because this is this is this is, look, they don't even have shoulder pads. It's shirts and shorts. It's okay. There's your boy boss man fat number 24. And then you got 41. That's uh Reggie Robinson, I believe. Burton number 33. 35 is oh uh, is that is that KZ or curse? Yeah, I think that's KZ, right? Yeah, that's KZ. Let's see what else we got here. 
Michael Parsons continues to dabble as a rusher from the right edge, notably explosive off line of scrimmage. Right tackle Tyna Seki was briefly hobbled on one such play. Parsons should only play faster in the coming months as he gains comfort in the defense. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful note. <laughs> you know, Mike, they talked about that, you know, as far as using Parsons, you know, you want him on the field in, in pass rushing situations and in nickel situations, they were talking about it's been mainly Parsons and Keanu Neal kind of leaving LVE and Jalen Smith out in, in these types of uh, situations. And then when you get into these pass rushing situations, you know, when you have uh, Parsons coming off the edge, you know, maybe, maybe that's when you see LVE get back on the field there with Keanu Neal. But Jalen Smith almost feels like he is a little bit low-key, um, you know, a th <laughs> third or fourth wheel kind of. You know, I mean, because your base defense is a lot of nickel, right? So um, that's interesting to hear, Mike. But what's your thoughts on the pass rushing Micah Parsons? No, I like it. I like it. You got to use your players to the best of their ability. Running through offensive linemen, finding those gaps, the intelligence to know those gaps, the intelligence of studying film, knowing when a guard pulls, the timing I'm hitting that hole. That's the strength of Michael Parsons, okay? And Jalen Smith, if you get him running straight, he can do that. You have to get him to cut and move and swag around offensive linemen, he's going to fail, right? And you made a great point about Jalen Smith, Joe. And if they value the linebacker depth, Jalen Smith is going to stay. If they think someone on this team can do what Jalen Smith can do at a fourth-string level, Jalen Smith will be traded before training camp. Cowboys Corner told you first, right here on the Fresco Report. My prediction is Jalen Smith will be traded before training camp. Well, there, there was that rumor, right, that supposedly, you know, that they um, there was trade talks, but they couldn't find a suitor or, or this and that. So, you know – whether or not that was true or not, you know, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. So we'll see what's up with that. You know, let's see if, if your prediction comes to pass. <laughs> let's get let's continue on with the news here. Uh, Cowboys Demarcus Lawrence in good spirits, despite spending much of the spring not practicing, working with director of rehabilitation Britt Brown as stationary target. Blake Jarwin. ACL caught deep passes from quarterbacks at one point, both expected to be cleared for training camp. All right. Now, Mike, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the DeMarcus Lawrence part of this deal here. You know, I think he's going to get the vet treatment. You know what I mean? Um, but I do like that last point there about Blake Jarwin catching deep passes from the quarterbacks. And here he is down here, a close up. So he's, he's out there getting that work done. He's out there getting that work done. So talking about him being ready for a training camp, I, I, I think he's going to hit that target, Mike. What, what's your thoughts on Jarwin here on this news? Love the love love this about Jarwin coming in. I really think Jarwin's going to be second string to Dalton Schultz this year. Uh, Dalton Schultz put on one of the better performances uh, in the tight end group that we've seen, and I don't even know how long, Joe. Uh, we've never seen a tight end do what Dalton Schultz did last year at a consistent level with four different quarterbacks. Um, but Jarwin getting healthy is great. But I got to disagree with you, Joe, on Demarcus Lawrence. Yes, yes, he's probably one of the best run defenders in the NFL today. But I need sacks, right? 
We're, we're paying this dude a hefty amount of money, $20 million, not to just stop the running back, but to disrupt the quarterback, Joe. And it's been slacking since he got paid, all right? Let's give him the Des Bryant treatment instead of the, the thing, and let's get him the heck out of here if he can't produce. You know, Des Bryant got paid, was never the same. Tank Lawrence is on that same path. You can stop the running back, great. That's fan and dandy. That's cool. But I need you to go sack a quarterback. And him already getting this injury stuff, It's it's been nagging him since he's had that contract. Oh, I've been dealing with a few injuries. Oh, I have this surgery. Oh, I've been doing this. It's time for you to make your money in the run game and in the sack game. It's time, Tank Lawrence. Very good points indeed, Mike. You, you hit it right on the head about the injuries becoming yeah. nagging. You know, he is getting up in age for a football player. You're getting up in that 30 range. You know, uh, father time catches up to some of these guys real quick. So, yeah, definitely probably something to monitor. Yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying here, Mike. Good counterpoints indeed. Very good stuff. Here we go. Michael Gelkin. I can't with, lose in these shoes. With the <laughs> Michael Gilkin, this is a three-day minicamp on paper, but some coaches choose to shorten to two days in favor of team bonding and simple player reward for work done in the spring. Wouldn't put that past Mike McCarthy. If Cowboys do any on-field Thursday, likely just review tempo winding down. Okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, that, that, that's probably what they're going to do there. Probably more of walking through installation, this sort of thing. You know, you do see a lot of this around the league. You know what I mean? So uh, very interesting there, Mike. What's your thoughts on on this final note here from Michael Gelkin? No, I think – I mean, it's smart. Uh, but, you know, it's smart because, you know, we, you have the veterans, but then the, they have rookie school uh, next week, Monday through Friday. Um, so – and it just gives an extra day. But even though it's not minicamp no more or whatever, players are still going to be at Frisco. They're still going to be working out. They got – like four different practice fields that they can go work on. And if you ever toured the star, uh, I did it uh, hours before the draft and players are in the weight room. Players are out on the field. Um, they, they do it 24 seven. They're professional athletes for a reason, 10,000 hours to be perfect. And you got to get, you got to start somewhere to start that 10,000 hours and they do it all the time. Um, and so, yes, it's mini cams over after today, tomorrow, whatever, but, the facility don't put a lock and chain on the door. It's always open. Yeah, they they it's always open to uh, to the, the these guys. Uh, one one other thing that we want to talk about, Mike, that I, I really want to talk about is is uh, Randy Gregory. Yes, Everybody? let's talk about Randy Gregory. I, I like I like I love this story, man. I, I really do. And I'll be the first to say that I was not on board when we drafted him back in 2015. Uh, but you know the story, the journey. You know, everything that you've heard about him over the last couple of seasons. I, I've been a big fan of him, even going back to last year um, and the year before. So you like you like to hear this stuff. Randy Gregory on his contract year. I love I love it here. I love the owners. I love the staff. I love the players. When that time comes, we'll talk about it. From where I come from, I'm not thinking about a damn contract right before the season starts. I still got a lot to do. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, this is what you want to see from a lot of your players, right? So that quote from Randy Gregory, I think, just shows a lot of growth from the player. You know what I mean? I, you definitely see, you know, where you, you see the, the maturation process and, and this sort of thing over the last couple of seasons. And it just feels like 
you know, that he's going to have a good season this year, a full off season with the team, OTA, full participation, mini camp, OTA. Mike, what's your thought here on Randy Gregory, contract season? He's on the right path. He's on the right path, yo. And, of course, he loves the Cowboys. They're the only team that gave him a chance. They're the only team that still believed in him. He was still on his rookie contract up till last year. That's mind-blown, right? This is his first minicamp OTA since his rookie year. Of course he's going to love the star. And when we drafted him, I hated it too. Um, but I always thought it was a weed problem. Then I got a little wiser, and I looked into mental health, and I started you know, looking into mental health. I got mental health issues running in my family as we speak, Joe. And it makes sense when you deal with a family member, you kind of see what's going on with Randy Gregory. I've never met the guy, never spoken to him, but on Twitter just a couple of times, it kind of ties in. And then you're like, man, I hope he gets right mentally. And he said it himself. He, he, he wanted chaos. He wanted chaos, Joe. Mm, no. To fight those demons, to fight those demons every day, to cause 20 problems just because you want chaos in your brain, that's mind-blowing to me. Now he's at peace. Now he is at ease. If you don't know much about mental health and you're judging somebody and you don't understand mental health, please get educated. It took me three years to get myself educated and learn about Randy Gregory. He's he's doing it right. He's doing it fantastic. I can't wait to crown him at the end of the year when he has 15 to 19 sacks. And I'm calling that right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our subscribers said uh, double-digit sacks, Tino Santiago. Do you think that he could have a shot at double-digit? 15 to 19 sacks. I'm calling it right now. 15 to 19. That would be awesome, man. I mean, man, if we can get like 10, I mean, you're already winning. I I, I think he's going to beat what he – I mean, he had what, six sacks in uh, – 10 games? Yeah, right? So – Shoot, I think double digits is is a possibility. I really do, especially if you're talking about improving the middle of the defense to open up some double teams, which I think the Cowboys, you're going to have a better Navelle Gallimore year two. You know what I mean? Uh, Brent Urban, I think some people might be sleeping on him. He He's a big uh, guy himself, run stuffing kind of guy, can take on two gaps as well. So, I like where we're at a defensive tackle right now. I think you can still get a little bit better, maybe add another person there. And then you do have Bohanna, uh, but he, he, you know, he's still got to earn his spot. Uh, late round pick. They do like his size. Let's see how they can fit him in here. If, if he can show out here in training camp in the preseason, that'll be a good hefty behemoth up the middle, man. So, yeah, double-digit sack. Will he out-sack Demarcus Lawrence? What do you think about that, Mike? It's, it, it's very possible. It's very because Tank Lawrence isn't getting older. I don't think Tank Lawrence will ever have a double digit sack career uh, season ever again. Uh, I, I honestly believe that. Um, body's wearing down. It's like a car wreck down there. Lawrence still has fresh tread, Joe. And yeah. uh, he's in a contract year. He's very healthy. I honestly believe that uh, Randy Gregor can lap Demarcus Lawrence in sacks. That would be a very interesting scenario. And that's one thing I've talked about in one of my videos is, you know, I went over four players that you might want to consider signing before the end of the season. Randy Gregory was one of my top ones, and only because 
you've 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 had him on the rookie deal <laughs> for a long time because of all the suspensions and they did extend him on a, on a cheap deal but man if you want to get ahead of that double digit sack season you might want to do it during the bye week and say hey man uh we don't want you going anywhere we're locking you down right now before the end of the season before you get 12 or 15 sacks i mean that's what we're hoping right so they did it with the punter chris jones you know locked him in at training camp it's a big possibility that you can do that with randy gregory Jr. yeah yeah definitely possible guys Guys, let us know what you guys think about the OTA news um, from last week. I am, you know, talking about the mini cam news. What do you guys think about it? How are you guys feeling right now as we get wind down and we head in towards training camp at the end of July? How are you guys feeling about the Cowboys right now? Do you feel like they've been getting overhyped again? Do you feel like we're kind of we're kind of under the radar right now? What do you guys feel? What do you feel, Mike, about the team right now? Thank you for bringing. Do we feel like we're getting? The only people overhyping the Cowboys right now, it's not even the media. You, you turn on – the only reason why the Cowboys were talked about and Michael Gallup had that long interview was because Jane Slater, who covers the Cowboys for NFL Network, was a co-host for that show filling in, right? You look at it, no one's talking about the Cowboys. No, and I love it. The only people overhyping video clips and, and overhyping players who we haven't seen in full pads is YouTubers. It's YouTubers. And, uh, you know, you can talk about veterans because you have film on that. If you pe- people are overhyping veterans, guys, don't buy into that. I'm right now, Joe, going into training camp, yeah. going into that. What I'm excited about is is there's no distractions. Dak's paid. There's no Cabo. There, there's no off-the-field issues. Thank God. Right? There, there, there's none of that. So we're, we're going into this to this break. On Eve, Ezekiel Elliott's grown up. We don't got to worry about him being in, in in New Orleans throwing beads and pushing women or whatever he grabbing nipple or whatever he was doing. Right? We don't got to worry. Gonna, about I'm gonna knock on some wood right now. <laughs> I'm gonna knock on you some. You know wood. what I'm saying? Let me knock on some wood real quick. We don't have to worry about that. This this yeah. off season, it's a new coach. He actually got to go hands on with his players. We got a Super Bowl appearing coach, a Super Bowl winning head coach. Uh, we we got a Super Bowl appearing uh, special teams coordinator. Right, uh, and then we got Kellen Moore. Ah, that's a, that's that's about as black. But he, Kellen Moore is mashed potatoes with no salt. Right, he needs to start adding some salt into his offense. Um, but things are looking up, Joe. Things are really looking up. I'm not overhyping them like everybody else is going to do on this platform. That's why I haven't made any videos. There's really nothing to talk about. Now that you can spectate, you can spectate, you can project. You can do different things, right? But you just can't go off a, a tweet here and there and say, oh, my God, Boss Man Fat's going to be the next Jalen Ramsey or he's going to be the next Cheeto Bay bust or what, whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but, it goes either way. Yeah, I, I get it just you totally. But, you know, I, I'm just glad that this this right now, coaches got hands-on with their players. There's players in the building. There are no holdouts. Dax paid. Ezekiel Elliott's being smart. He's matured. We'll find out during this five-week break if he's low-key faded, right? So we still got things <laughs> to watch out for. We still got things to watch out for. Yeah. But it's, I'm, I'm breathing with ease because right now this looks like the most easiest complex offseason to date. Even when when uh, this is I, when Wade Phillips was a head coach under Jason Garrett, there was always something going on, something some drama. 
But Mike McCarthy, I'm very confident going into this training camp without any issues. Yeah, it's so true. You know, you had the cap. What was it? Camp cupcake with Wade Phillips, and then you had the distractions with Garrett. So, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. So, I think there's going to be a, a season to 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 hold on. You know, get your popcorn ready, like CD Lamb says there with his bracelet. You know, get your popcorn ready. There's potential to be fireworks. You know what I mean? So. I, I'm like you, Mike. I, I'm not really one to hype it up or hype up, you know, the rookies and this sort of thing, or undrafted rookies at that. So, you know, let's just see how everything plays out. But I think they're they're positioning themselves to be um, in the running. If these guys can stay healthy on the offensive line, I think that is such a big part of what the Cowboys are going to do this year. You know, um, can we stay healthy on the old line? That's that's it. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I think it was pro football focus or somebody put out a tweet and said, uh, um, how how do you think this offense is going to produce? And it had five players. It was Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dak, Zeke, and, and, and somebody else. And I was like, wait a minute. There should be five offensive linemen because these five guys predict what, what this offense does. It all starts up front. That's on offense. That's on defense. And uh, and that offensive line, they gotta hold up. Tyron Smith, though, I watched his press conference, and I'm not a big uh, believer in hyping up press conferences, but he looked a little bit more humble. I think he really knows that he's healthy. I think he knows he's healthy. I've seen that guy smile in one press conference. He's been in the league 11 years, and I've never seen him smile that much at a press conference. Oh, I would love that, man. And I really think he knows he's healthy. But yeah, they, they, that, that surgery, you know, uh, you know, hopefully will fix one one issue. Supposed to be fixing two, apparently, like you know, the neck that'll help with the back. If they're all all in the same, I guess you could say. So we'll see there. I do love that though. So uh, Mike, I think that'll be it for today's show. We'll be back. Um, like I said, we'll do every other week here for the Frisco Report. So not next week, but the following week, unless. We get some kind of crazy breaking news. We will come in there and discuss that. But, Mike, where can everybody find you if they haven't already? Yeah, right now. Joe has it right there, underscore Cowboys Corner. I will be doing some spectation, some speculation, some projection, some if ands, and maybes right here on Cowboys Corner. I'm starting that this weekend, guys. I'm going to talk about Take Lawrence. I'm going to talk about C.D. Land's projection, Amari Cooper's projection. How about that foot? Right, projections are coming. Some 53-man roster predictions, those are coming too, Joe. Uh, Cowboys Corner on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter, guys. If you follow me, best believe I'll follow you back. Shout out to Vach Lombardi in the house. The go-to-goats film guy. Make sure you hit up my boy, Vach Lombardi. I'm sure all of you are, though. (laughs) Vach is one of the kings of film breakdown. Thanks for stopping by, Vach. Appreciate you, bro. Hit it one time for the cardio. Yes, sir. (laughs) Guys, make sure you guys hit like, subscribe, and share on your way out, and we'll see you for the next one. Peace (laughs) out, everybody.